get yourself a beating what happens here stays here unless it's too damn funny This is Jason Curtis. Krista Curtis. And John Curtis. And I can barely hear Krista. I don't know if that's my headphones or probably choice. <laughs> that could be. Um, we've got uh, we've got your news coming up. There we was do. there was some big sports stuff that happened here in Seattle today. Anyways, well, we're not talking about it on my news. We're not talking about it on your news. How can people get at you during the show, Krista? I'm on Twitter at Krista Curtis One. John Curtis Three Sixteen. And mine is Jason Curtis925. Uh, last week was the one-year anniversary of the day that uh, Dolores O'Riordan, the lead singer of the Cranberries, passed away, and they announced that they're releasing a new album, released some of the music, so we're going to kick the show off with that. It's uh, brand new Cranberries. It's all over now, right here on the Family Meeting on nwczradio.com.
Welcome back to the family meeting. That was brand new music from the Cranberries. That was all over now off their new album, In the End, which is coming out, uh, I want to say next, uh, March, first part of March. And I, I know you just honestly could care less. I can tell it by the look in your eye, Krista. I'm not that easy to read, am I? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, so what, what have you guys had going on this last week? It's, uh, I haven't, I haven't talked to either one of you. I, I guess we rarely do talk except for during the show and the holidays. That is your standard intro. It is. I think everyone out there knows that we don't talk to each other. So it is pretty obvious when you listen to us that we absolutely hate each other and uh, we don't talk. I went and saw Eliza Schlesinger or however you say her name. Is it Schlesinger? Sure. Sure. Where was where was she at? The Moore Theater. Wow, she's uh, ever since winning Last Comic Standing, she's she's moved up in the world. Because I think I saw her at the parlor, like right after she won Last Comic Standing, which holds like five hundred people, and then the the Moore holds considerably more than that. Yeah, I was in the second balcony. I don't know if I've ever been that high off the ground before. <laughs> Well, there, but there's really not a bad seat in the moor. No, more, you could see everything perfect. Yeah, the moor. But it a, was really high up there. It's a great venue. But uh, yeah, when you start getting up in those balconies, it, you, you feel... Do, do you get that vertigo? And I know John gets it where when you get up that high, you feel like you're going to f- just fall over or you want to throw yourself over. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> you get suicidal? I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, just my lower <laughs> half gets suicidal. Like, I... Like just to, I didn't feel like that. I felt perfectly fine, except for the stairs in that balcony are like shallow, and so you steep. can get like half your foot on them. But they are really steep, and so people were walking up and down them through the show, like on all fours. <laughs> and like somebody almost fell next to me, and I like I was on the aisle. I had my hands out, like ready to catch them, because I was like, I, last thing I need is this person like going end over end and cracking their head open in front of me. And all that's gonna do is take you both down. I was sitting in a chair still. Every time I'm in a balcony like that, I always look around like someone's going to kill Lincoln again. <laughs> I don't know. It's it like, wasn't that kind of balcony. What the hell kind of shows are you going to? My balconies, there's a couple balconies around. There's. I did go to a show a couple weeks ago that that would have made you think that way because it was down in San Diego and at the Civic Theater in San Diego. The balcony has like arms that go off on the side. So there's like three seats that go like kind of jutting out in front of everybody else. Yeah, there's a couple me. weird ones where there's there's seats on the sides of the theater looking I, down. I know the, the Paramount has seats like that, and I, I think the Fifth Ave has seats like that where there's like there's like three seats in the wall on a yeah. balcony, and it's like, why would you just put those three seats there when everybody else is sitting facing the, <laughs> facing the stage and you got like three people off to the side? You don't go to the theater to meet people. You're, those are... Leave me the fuck alone seats. <laughs> I don't. I always end up sitting around those assholes that apparently are there and haven't seen the person they're with for twenty years, and just decided to chit chat for the entire goddamn show. Maybe that's why I don't go to shows with you. I mean, Dad just sleeps through them, <laughs> which is so frustrating because there's so many shows they go to that I want to see, and they've got such amazing seats at that at that theater. And then he just goes and takes a nap in the second act. Only if it's a boring one. He always tells you that. It but was a good one. I stayed awake the whole time. Yeah, that, that's exactly how he sells every show. 
It was a good. How was the show? Oh, it was pretty good. I stayed awake for most of it. Everybody enjoys their theater experience <laughs> differently, Jason. Ah, uh, my car broke down this week. What? I just went to turn it on. It just wouldn't turn on, and so uh, my boss was like, "I'll let you use my AAA to because he has like two hundred miles of AAA." Yeah, and so uh, AAA shows up, and. Uh, the guy goes, well, I'm not a mechanic. The AAA always tries to fix your cars before they tow them because they don't want they don't want to spend. They don't want to have tow. to tow them, yeah. So he goes, I'm not a mechanic, but I can call a buddy of mine and we might be able to get your car running. I said, how about we just tow it? And uh, <laughs> he goes, well, let me call my buddy and see what he says. Sure, but just get your tow truck ready. Yeah, right? no kidding. And so eventually he goes, well, I mean, look, I can. I'll, I'll just tow it down to the dealership if you want. But, I mean, we might be able to get it. I go, yeah, how about we just tow it? And he, <laughs> but we might be able to, we still might be able to get it running if you just want to get it running. How about we just tow it? I mean, if you really want me to, I could just tow it down to the dealership. Yeah, motherfucker, how about we just tow it? This <laughs> is the that's third how time. Com- that's how a conversation works. I tell you what I'm expecting. <laughs> and so this is where it really gets fucking crazy because uh, my car won't get out of drive, right? It's all-wheel drive, but it won't, yeah. get out, it won't get out of park. Unless it can, unless it can start, right? Because you can't, like, the, the, you gotta hit the brake yeah, and yeah. it has to disengage the lock and to, to put it in neutral. Yeah, with those nice safety features that fuck you when you gotta tow the car. And so, the guy goes, "Well, I have a jump box. I'll hook a jump box to the battery, and then you can put it in neutral." And so there's two of uh, my coworkers standing there, and the guy comes up, and now he's already said that uh, he's not a mechanic, right? He comes up with this <laughs> jump box. And he goes, well, which one's positive and which one's negative? You back the fuck away from my car. <laughs> and I slowly <laughs> picked my head up and looked at this guy. And uh, the guy, one of the guys that I work with goes, well, that one's red and that one's black. So are you colorblind? And uh, the guy's like, no, but, well, that's an aftermarket part right there. And he looks at the, uh, the like, this car has no aftermarket. It's, no. Been, it's been to the dealership. And Les Schwab its entire life. Those are the only <laughs> two places this car has been worked on. And uh, so he goes, that's aftermarket right there. And I I, I was saying, that's what, what's aftermarket? I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, that. And he's talking about the fucking clamp, the, 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 the terminal clamp on the negative terminal. So I said, you're telling me right now that you're not a mechanic and such not a mechanic that you don't even know what negative and positive are, but you know the stock negative terminal clamp on a 2007 <laughs> Volvo S80? I thought he was going to say the battery. The battery is not stock. That is aftermarket. No, he was talking about the terminal clamp just on just on the... just. Uh, 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 I didn't even know what to say. John called me afterwards, and that's all he could get out, too. He couldn't even say words. Come on, Jimmy. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was wild. You would almost think that that guy wouldn't even be able to smart enough to uh, tow a car. You would think so. You, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of cars now that are that push button kind of car. So you'd think that he'd. You think he would have experienced? Yeah, he would have experienced one of them being a tow truck driver. Or maybe he only picks up. No, but the push the button doesn't. The push button doesn't matter. Well, I, I kind of got <laughs> fucked. So I put the key in the hole. Yeah, and it sucked it into the dash, and then it wouldn't give it back to me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but wait, I'm talking about just he popped the hood. He was the push button doesn't have anything to do with it. 
even not a push button car, you still have to get power to the car to be able to depress the brake yeah. and disengage the on anything, locking mechanism. On anything made after about, what, 1986? I mean, it, that, that shit started a while ago. Some of them have like a keyhole you can push your key into in the center console, and that'll disengage that. Like, I didn't oh, see. Oh, is that what that's for? Yeah. <laughs> but because John's car broke down, he's driving my car now, and we're finding out some interesting little things in this rain today. <laughs> well, we got some we got some shitty cars in this family. So um, That's what I always try to explain to people when they're like, well, your car's making this noise. And it's like, look, dude, <laughs> I, I have driven some heaps so in my, my boss, day. So my boss has owned a Volvo before, and he's like, He's like, oh, you're fucked. This is going to cost you $8,000. Just don't even fix it. Just sell the, just trade the car in right now. Just take <laughs> just whatever they'll it. give you for it. Just like you you are going to lose your retirement on this car. And uh, I haven't had that experience yet, but he, but, but he did. And so, uh, so I bring in Krista's truck and, uh, and it's a GMC and it also has electronical electronic issues. Uh, where you have the, the driver the driver door modular module doesn't uh, recognize when you open the door, so you have to open the driver door, and then you have to get out, and then you have to open up any other door to turn off like the stereo and the lights and everything. Yeah, inside. I didn't know that when I borrowed the car one time. So everyone else just <laughs> thinks you have a serious case of OCD when you get out and start opening and closing all the doors. I, I actually, I borrowed that truck one time, and I had to call, and I'm like, I can't turn off the fucking radio. And so... So Mike, Mike, my Volvo has issues. It gets towed away. I bring the truck, and he goes, "Oh man, this is a nice truck." Oh yeah, you want to hear the issues with this one? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, "You that. can't just let someone accept that, like, hey, you might have a nice vehicle somewhere." And, then, and, uh, and I'm like, "Also, yeah, the, the lights flash at everybody when you're drive, driving down the road. It looks like you're pissed off 24 hours a day. <laughs> just, everybody's checking their lights to see <laughs> if their lights are on." And so the next day, I bring Krista's Ford Fusion in because she's like, "You shouldn't." You know, drive uh, the, the, the low gas mileage vehicle to work every day when, when you can drive the car. So I take her car in, and he's like, "Oh, who's now? You have a Ford. Who's whose Ford is this?" I go, "Well, this is my sister's Ford. Do you want to know? You know, you all know the issues with this one." And so when Krista first bought this car, we all we were on we all went on vacation. Everybody, she bought the car. We all go on vacation. We come back three days later. She, I, I think I only came back. She was still on vacation, and I'm sleeping. And her car alarm goes off, and I, t- I turn it off. I look around. I walk outside to see who was breaking into her brand-new car, and nothing. And so I go back to bed. 45 minutes later, her alarm goes off. I go out there. I search again. I think there's some punk kids running around. I come back in the third time. Now it's like crying wolf. I'm just fucking from the bed. I'm not even getting out of bed. And so I went over to the neighbor, and I was like, hey, man, I apologize. Like, we haven't been home in four days, and apparently this alarm has been going off like every hour. And... He goes, oh, I thought it was the other neighbor. I goes, I, it probably was actually. Yeah, that's, I, I was mistaken. Like, like you've got an alarm clock set on your on your car alarm. Well, it was brand new car, but also being a brand new car, I got rear-ended twelve days after I bought it. Yeah, that's right. So it, it doesn't do it anymore. But so, but that happened. And so I go, I go yeah, did, the alarm. Did it stop after you got rear-ended? Like that was a snooze button? Uh, no, rear-ending started it. Oh, oh, okay. And then I had to spend a bunch of money to get it fixed. <laughs> And so I tell him that, and he's like, "Oh, who would ever buy a Ford?" Blah blah. He he owns Dodges and a, and a Escalade, which I don't, I don't is know. A the piece Fusions are kind of nice cars. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and so we we worked the whole day, and uh, me and my boss worked together today, and we we came back to the shop, and uh, I go to leave, and it's been raining for about two hours, and her windows are all rolled down. And I'm like, 
the seats are fucking <laughs> drenched wet. Just, just only the driver's seat because the rain was coming in from that side. Uh, and I called called Krista and I said, "Hey, do you know your car has a function where all your windows can roll down?" <laughs> and she says, "No." And I said, "Oh, well, it does." All oh, if, you, if, if, if you hold the, is it the alarm or the turn off? If you click it and hold it, it rolls all your windows down, right? If you double click it and hold it, but the there's nothing, button, yeah. but there's nothing on there that shows that. My my car does that too, and it was it was a really weird sensation when I found that out because I, it was kind of the same thing except for somebody actually told me. Yeah, I'm like that would have been nice to know in the summertime when it was hot <laughs> out and it could cool off a little bit. So I came back in. He's like, "What are you doing? I thought you left." And I was like, "Well, oh, the seat's soaking wet because all the windows rolled down." He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, they're down. I don't <laughs> this this." So John tells you all these stories about all these terrible cars we've had, but this is the best fleet of vehicles that yes. Curtis has had in a long, yes. long time. Like my whole life. That we've is true. We've had some bad ones in the past. Yeah, the, the neighbors when when we all roll into the house, roll into the parents' house now, we've got to be like, what in the hell is going on? Because they're used to seeing just pieces of shit roll up. Well, when I was in high school, the lady across the street came over one day and knocked on the door. It was after I got home from school. And she says, honey, I just want to let you know I think your car might be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it just burns a little oil, but thank you. <laughs> so that's the kind of cars we had, like a whole fleet of those cars for a while. So just a little bit of windows rolling those down. Those are just really that warning flames. Those are just warning flames. It'll go out. Well, I didn't have a gas cap. I had a washcloth stuffed in the hole, so it burnt a little oil. That was, yeah, my 68 bug, I didn't have a gas cap because I forgot to put it on when I was pumping gas. Because They're was, like a dollar. I was in high school making like a dollar an hour. A dollar. <laughs> like when so you were, now, when you were in high school, they are probably 30 cents. Just because our windows roll down and we have to open a couple doors, we really don't think that's that big of a deal. But other people would be like, "Gosh, that would drive me crazy." Yeah, I mean, fuck, you're walking past that door anyway. When you, when, yeah, I mean, when right, you get right. when you get out, there's a door right there anyway. My uh, my tire pressure sensor has been on since I pretty much bought the car, and everybody's like, "That would just drive me crazy having that light on." I'm like, it, it keeps the it keeps the cabin. The batteries and the sensors are probably just dead, but some cars that light comes on and it has like a buzzer or a dinger or something that yeah that would piss me time. off that would change things a bit yeah i'd have to have something done if there was a, a ding every <laughs> every couple of miles but when i bought the car because my car was used when i bought it when i bought the car that light was on the guy's like oh well we just filled up the tires it'll go out and i drove it home and it shit we're going on three years and it's never gone out so i and i just don't care you just take it back to him and go, hey, man, I, I, you told me after like <laughs> 75,000 miles that this thing would go, this thing would turn off and it's just it's still on. I think that is honestly about how many miles I, <laughs> I put on that car since I bought it. Oh, the good old Curtis cars. I mean, I used to have that, that 77 Rabbit that I had to, I had a toggle switch to turn on my fuel pump when I was driving. Otherwise, the car wouldn't run. John's first truck, he had a little toggle switch for the wipers. Yeah, I, I put a. Uh, <laughs> that was that, that was highfalutin in our family. I thought it was fancy. I put a uh, a light switch, like a house, like a one ten light switch in there. I remember. <laughs> I that. mounted. I mounted it to the A frame pillar right there. I, I had a block of wood. So my my wipers, if they went too far, they wouldn't kick back on my '68 bug. So I got a block of wood and I stuck it on my windshield, so it would come down and it would hit that and it would kick the windshield wipers back. And there were several times I'd be driving down the road and that block of wood would just fly uh. fuck off. 
and I'd have to drive with my hand out the window so the wiper would hit my fingers and kick back, which is horrible when it's pouring down rain and you got to have your window rolled down and your arm hanging out. Yeah, that first truck I had, I also, you could look down at through the gear shifter at the transmission and, uh, and I had this truck, which is probably a $500 truck. And then I had like an $800 stereo in there, obviously just like the deck. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I took off from the house one day and I went to put the deck on. I went to clip it on the, you know, the face and it didn't clip on all the way and it fell down the hole <laughs> onto the road. And I looked at my, my rear view mirror and the car behind me just drove over the top of it. <laughs> That sucks. You had a car with a hole in the hole with a hole in the floor, to, also. Yes, I, uh, I after that '77 Rabbit, I bought a '78 Rabbit, and the, I was I was walking out of a Taco Time, and I said, what "The fuck is that underneath my car?" And I went up, I went over, and I put my foot under there, and I lifted my foot up, and I'm looking inside the cabin of my car, and my whole driver's seat moved. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it's like your sweater. <laughs> No, no, it was the bar. It was the tracks that held my driver's seat, and it, it was just hanging down. One side of it was just hanging down, and it, my car had rusted through on the bottom to the point where my car, my I'm a big fat fucker, so my seat had was tilted, and I thought, well, maybe it's just because of the way I sit and being big and fat. I didn't realize my car, my seat had gone through the fucking floorboard of my car. You were like a couple miles from full on Flintstoning it. I was. <laughs> I've never, um, I've never thought, to, I've never thought to myself, like I've had some seats that were a little tilted too, and I've never thought to myself, I better go check the bottom of the seat, and make sure I'm not falling through this bitch. It was, I did not, I did not keep that car, I did not keep that car for very much longer after that. Like a day? Like how long? No, were you I, like, I drove it for. My ass will hit the ground today. <laughs> I a, drove it a, for a while, but I was really careful going over speed bumps. I can tell you that. That's a, that's a yo mama joke. <laughs> yo mama so fast she fell through the floor of her car. <laughs> it was, it was pretty damn near that. Yeah. So I sold it to my ex father. I sold it to my ex. A skinny uh, friend. Yeah, big exactly. Big. Uh, this car has a weight limit. <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, my ex-father-in-law's friend, bought his, he bought the car and just took the seat out and put a, welded a piece of metal down and then put the seat back in. And I was just like, no, nah, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust it at this point. I don't, that think, was, that I, don't, was, I, don't, I don't think your ego could let you, like, own a no car where you, had, where, you, where you had to reinforce the seat <laughs> so it didn't, it didn't fall through the floor. Oh, I thought you were going to say, if you actually were driving down the road and fell through it, there's no coming back from that. Your <laughs> ego is shot. You said there's just sparks flying, your car comes to a stop, and they come up, and what happened? Uh, my seat fell through the floor. <laughs> I fell through the floorboard of my car. That might be enough to drive someone to anorexia. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was say, yeah, maybe I would have ended Definitely up with Definitely drive you to the Weight Watchers. Yeah, maybe I would have ended up with an eating disorder, and things would have been a lot different out of college. What do we got coming up in your news? Uh, we're going to talk about pets, uh, semen, and cruise ships. Nice. This next song, I've, I've been listening to a lot of Outlaw Country the last couple weeks and i heard this song and it made me think of dad because this is something he used to say to me all the freaking time when i was growing up this is uh wish in one hand by blackberry smoke right here on the family meeting on nwczradio.com
Welcome back to the family meeting. That was Blackberry Smoke with Wish in One Hand. And now more random crap nobody cares about. The news with Krista. Okay, so this part about pets. These are all different stories. Not to mislead you that we're going to talk about all three of those things at once. (laughs) That would have been a nasty, nasty news segment. Yeah, for those who haven't already turned off the show. I didn't even put the, I didn't even put that together when we're going to talk about pets and semen. What? And cruise ships. And cruise ships. <laughs> so the first the hell kind of cruise are you going on? I the thought the semen and the, the cruise pets. ship could be the same. The Doesn't same make me wonder like what kind of semen are we talking about? Are <laughs> yeah, they, like, like the ones that work the on, the on the cruise. Oh, uh, we don't we don't make those kind of puns. <laughs> I've made that pun before, but we go straight for the dick and fart jokes <laughs> on this show. <laughs> that's, that's, there's there's the kind of humor we do, and then there's heady humor, and that would fall under the heady humor. So in Spain, a lot of people take having a pet to the extreme, right? And we all know people that spoil yes, their dogs, do. like perhaps me at certain <laughs> times. But So in Spain, there's this church. It's called St. Anthony the Abbot's Church. It's in Madrid. And they celebrate the feast day of St. Anthony. So to celebrate this, people bring their animals to get blessed. So people, they're expecting up to 15,000 pets to show up for bless your pet day. At this church. There are people with way too much time on their hands to, to take your dog to the church to get blessed. you got to be a pastor. you got to be sitting there like, God, where in the fuck did my life go wrong? I'm, I'm, I'm blessing true. Fido right now. That's true. I don't think there's a... Uh, someone a, just bought me... Someone just brought me a squirrel. I, I, what, what, where, where did, where, how did I get here? I don't believe there's a class at Bible college where you go to learn how to bless pets. Well, this has apparently been going on for a very long time. Uh, one person that they interviewed said she's keeping up a family tradition. Her grandparents started it, and they would bring their pets to the ceremony, and they started doing it 35 years ago. So for at least 35 years, people have been taking their pets to this church on feast day to be blessed. Somebody needs to <laughs> somebody needs to send Sarah McLaughlin in there so she can sing about those animals as well, because they're being that that sounds like they're being tortured too. Man, can you imagine a, a church having having a uh, like a church in Asia having a feast day where yeah, you bring you bring your feast, pets? Pet feast day? Oh shit! It'd be a little different ceremony. <laughs> They'd never hear the end of it. So on to the next little bit we were promised here. <laughs> Krista's just like we're not talking about eating animals. No, we're not. I'm going to talk about that on my new segment. You guys talk about that in your sports time if you want to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, so a 33-year-old man had, um, he was suffering from like chronic back pain. He was so sore all the time. He just didn't know what to do. So he decided to do a little home doctoring. And it doesn't really say where he came up with this solution. But for a year and a half, he would inject himself with, in the veins with a dose of his very own semen once a month. So he showed up at the hospital. I, I can almost guarantee you it was not medically based. He did not. He did not pick up a, a medical book and find that anywhere in a medical book that that might actually be a remedy for back pain. So he showed up at this hospital in Dublin where he had still had back pain, and he also had a swollen arm because it's not really recommended to inject semen into your veins. The veins are for blood. Oh, you're not supposed to mainline semen. Yeah. And it says here he didn't have any medical advice. He bought a hypodermic needle online and he started doing this once a month. Um, 
It doesn't appear to have worked since he showed up at the hospital still with back pain. But for some reason, he kept going for a year and a half. It says he lifted a, a heavy steel object and then the pain in his back got worse. So his arm where he was injecting himself was all red and swollen. So they did an x-ray and there was air trapped in there and semen had leaked into the soft tissues. So pretty much like infection is spreading. I'm looking at John and it looks like there is so much firing off in your brain as far as what you want to say about this. There's a warning from the doctors not to inject yourself with things that aren't supposed to be injected into you. And they've done a lot of research on injecting people with things like mercury. Um, mercury? <laughs> what is this, the 1800s? <laughs> where are you finding, where you finding mercury hanging around? I think this is, the, the, I think this is how they, they came across with the passage. <laughs> have, you, have, you seen, have you seen that show that just started? I, I haven't. These are examples of harmful substances. Yeah, the mercury. mercury, gasoline, lighter fluid, and hydrochloric acid. Those things are all people inject themselves with to commit suicide. But they didn't find anything where this guy could have ever read anything about injecting himself with semen. Well, there's blood doping where you take your own blood and you spin it and get all your A blood cell counts yeah. all the way down the bottom. Then you suck out those and you put those in your body. Now, I have I have back pain. Uh, actually, on the way here, I was in the passenger seat. Krista was driving and I was trying to... Uh, crack or pop or stretch my back uh, left, right, and Chris is, Chris is going, are you trying to escape your body right now? What is what is going on? Well, you know like in Men in Black when the guy's trying to get out of the Egger suit? That's what it looked like. I mean, I... Like, this was a weird pain. It started real low, then it got high up, and then like, my shoulders, it was moving. I, like, I, like, there's something in me. Anybody that has ever seen John actually doing his back cracking... That is the perfect description <laughs> of, it, of Edgar trying to escape the Edgar body from Men in Black. Oh, that's a good part of the movie when he's wearing the Edgar suit. Drinking his sugar water. But it's not recommended. I started Don't do it at home, kids. I, I started watching the new season of Daredevil last week, and there are scenes, because he, he plays Kingpin in that. And there are scenes where he will say something. I was like, son of a bitch. He sounds just like Edgar. Just his cadence and the way he speaks and that sometimes he just it reminds He's he, That poor guy, is a, he's an amazing actor. And everybody will always remember him as Edgar from Men in Black. Isn't that the same guy that was on Law and Order? Yes. Criminal Intent or something? Yeah, Vincent D. Yeah, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. And he's a great actor. But he will always be remembered as Edgar from Men in Black. Well, that chick, you can't see her in anything without hearing her talk about sugar water, the Egg Edgar suit. <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> Who's that guy that played the baseball player on HBO, that HBO show? He's a, like he's the same guy in every every show. He's also in that movie with uh, with Aziz Ansari where he's uh, where he puts on a monkey a monkey mask. The guy from he, Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down. Oh, Danny McBride. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, those, like I those, know you needed just a little more information <laughs> than the baseball show. Like, I got you, John. Like those actors, you're like that's he's not even acting like that's just him normally. Yeah, exactly. Right? But I just watched a movie. It was either a movie or a show, and he was on there, and he was like normal, and I was like, oh my god! Like I thought that that was like. I didn't like, think he could act normal. I thought he had one per one, you know, one like one trick pony. Oh, it was a, <laughs> it was Alien, some one of the Alien movies. Really? Yeah, Alien Covenant. That's oh, it was. the new one. And uh, he's he's in that, and he's like normal, married, and. 
I just, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything where he wasn't Danny McBride. Yeah, just a super douche. Yeah, he's, I bet he's... Yeah. Yeah. 30 Minutes or Less. That's the movie you're thinking 30 of. 30 Minutes or Less, yeah. Because he was the drug dealer in Pineapple Express. And yeah. He, and he was the same character. So, uh, this is semi-local news. Um, this guy's from Washington. This happened in the Bahamas, but he's from here. Yay us. Yeah, no kidding. So, <laughs> he jumped from the 11th floor of a cruise ship. Those of us who have been on cruise ships know that's pretty freaking high. That had to hurt. You couldn't feel good. You know how it feels like when you do a belly flop or something? He didn't feel it. <laughs> That's, John has a point. I, I will almost guarantee that there was some alcohol involved <laughs> in this story. He says that he was drunk the night before, and he woke up hungover. Or drunk. <laughs> so he, this is a Royal Caribbean ship. The Royal Caribbean told him when he jumped off in the Bahamas, go fuck yourself. You're going to find your own way home. You're not getting back on this boat. And his buddies. Yeah, they all got kicked <laughs> the off. Whole, yeah, everybody that was involved is never allowed on a Royal Caribbean cruise again. Yeah, they've all been banned. Um, the cruise ship people say it was stupid and reckless behavior. They're never sailing with us again. A friend of the guy says they pulled off the stunt to create a viral video. The guy that jumped says he didn't think it would go viral. He just did it for the experience or whatever. That's, I mean, that's freaking high. 11 stories on a cruise ship is, I, I'm trying to think of, because we were on one where we were in one of the suites, and it was really freaking high, and I can't remember what floor. I think it was only like the eighth floor or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, we weren't, we, I don't even think we were that high. Well, some, sometimes it depends on the ship. Sometimes the some of the floors are underwater. That's, but this was, I mean, they, because I saw the video, and you could see how far down it was, and it was pretty damn far. When I, we were on that cruise, I was like, I mean, were they, they might have just been stopped outside a port or something. I don't know. Oh, they, but they, I was, but I was like, man, if you jumped off or fell off right now, like, they, first off, nobody would even fucking know it. Yeah, right? This it, one was docked when he did this. It was well, docked in the Bahamas. Oh, it was I docked? Thought, okay, I thought yeah. they were leaving because his plan was to just swim to shore. And it looked like the, it looked like shore was quite a ways away. You well, he was going to swim to shore and then go get back on the boat. Or you might have been looking at the other shore. You know, you might have been looking. There might the shore they, on the other side of the boat might have been. Or they may have had to. Uh, what do they call that when they got to take the little boats in? Um, the tenders. The tender. They might have had a. They might have been so far out that they had, or they might not have been able to get close enough, and they had to take the tenders in. No, in the Bahamas, they go right up to the dock. Mm. But, but it says he was docked. Yeah. they were docked in the Bahamas. That makes more sense because I was if if you jumped off a moving cruise ship, oh you're fucked. Like <laughs> you're you're shark food at that point. By the time the it gets to the captain that somebody jumped off and they turn that big fucking thing around. Yeah. You, she gone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're gonna you're gonna drown by the time they get back to you for sure. So our last story here is when we don't usually talk about this kind of stuff. A guy was threatening a mass shooting, so this is a little more newsy than we usually do. But the reason for this guy wanting to do the mass shooting is the only reason we're talking about it. Uh, he's from Denver. He's 27 years old. He made this threat on social media that he wanted to kill as many girls as he could in a mass shooting. And the reason for that is because he's never had a girlfriend and he's still a virgin and all these girls keep rejecting him. Well, maybe he's just a little weird. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I was going to say, and does he think this is going to help? Sounds like suicide rejected him too. <laughs> he was upset and he wasn't thinking clearly. No. Yeah. Well, he he's clearly a winner. He was already on probation for two previous stalking convictions. 
and he still can't get a girlfriend. I think he's going about it in the wrong way. He's, he's got the wrong idea. Who's the comedian on Saturday Night Live? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. So did you see it last week? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so Pete Davidson, <laughs> is, Pete Davidson's buddy was there. I was like, I tried to show him what a good life was like, a good sober life, and Pete was like, yeah, and after I watched that shit, I I publicly <laughs> I publicly uh, told people I was going to kill myself. Well, and we saw that that's John Mulaney that was on the show with him. We saw him live when we went to that comedy festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there, and I absolutely love him. He's hilarious, and I can't picture those two guys being friends. But that <laughs> was hilarious. He said, after watching what his life is like, I publicly threatened, threatened suicide. suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've always found that stalking and threatening to kill all women was a great way to meet girls. It, uh, it it seems like it goes really far in the female community. Well, now he's going to jail, so he's still not going to meet any girls, but he probably won't be a virgin anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not going to have any trouble finding a date. <laughs> so wrong. All right, that's it for the news. That's it for tonight. Okay, we're going to get back into the music with uh, Jamie Johnson and High Cost of Living right here on The Family Meeting on NWCZRadio.com. just a normal guy life was just a nine to five with bills and pressure piled up to the sky she never asked she knew i'd been hanging with my wilder friends looking for some other way to fly and three days straight was no big feat to get by on no food or sleep and crazy What's becoming my new norm? I'd pass out on the bedroom floor and sleep right through the calm before the storm. My life was just an old routine. Every day the same damn thing. I couldn't even tell I was alive. I tell you, the high cost of living ain't nothing like the cost of living high that southern baptist parking lot was where i'd go to smoke my pot and sit there in my pickup truck and pray and staring at that giant cross just reminded me that i was lost and it just never seemed to point the way as soon as Jesus turned his back, I'd find my way across the tracks, looking just to score another deal. With my back against that damn eight ball, I didn't have to think or talk or feel. And my life was just an old routine. Every day the same damn thing I couldn't even tell I was alive I tell you The high cost of living Ain't nothing like the cost of living high
went through my head Laying in that motel bed Watching as the cops kicked in the door I had a job and a piece of land My sweet wife was my best friend But I traded that for cocaine and a whore With my newfound sobriety I've got the time to sit and think Of all the things I had and threw away This prison is much colder than that one That I was locked up in just yesterday My life is just an old routine Every day the same damn thing Hell, I can't even tell if I'm alive I tell you, the high cost of living Ain't nothing like the cost of living high I tell you, the high cost of living It ain't nothing like the cost of living high leave that stuff alone. Welcome back to the family meeting. That was Jamie Johnson with High Cost of Living. So the big news in Seattle today is Edgar Martinez got into the Hall of Fame. This is where we normally talk about sports, so I'm going to throw it out there. Johnny, are you happy and different? Well, it was bound to happen. We've had a freeway off-ramp named after him for how many years? Yeah, but that's Seattle. This is is the last time he had a chance to. Yeah, it was his last year of eligibility, and designated hitters typically don't go into the Hall of Fame. Because he was not a Hall of Fame outfielder, <laughs> for sure. Well, I guess he was an infielder because he played third base, but he was he was not a Hall of Fame position player for sure. But you're uh, you're just indifferent. Yeah. Um, I was watching something about a debate about the Hall of Fame class this year, and uh, one guy said that he has vote he didn't vote for Edgar Martinez the last five years, but. He voted this year because Pedro Martinez and 
three other uh, uh, three other pitchers said that like he is the one person you don't want to see at the plate. Really? Well, yeah, they were they were interviewing. I was listening to the radio and they were interviewing a pitcher and he was saying that he was one of the best pitch or one of the best hitters to ever play the game and his his dedication to that that to hitting was why he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. This when this guy <laughs> said he said he said these are like the best top top five pitchers I've ever seen in my in my life living, and uh, and when they said like that's the one person they don't want to go up against. That that changed, I can't, that changed it for him, and so I, that's why he voted for him. I can't picture Pedro being afraid of pitching at nobody. I mean, that guy was just a beast in his prime. Well, it was the closer for uh, the Yankees too? That oh, said the same uh, thing. Mario. Yeah, uh, Rivera. Yeah, he was a badass too. Yeah, those are. I mean, that's pretty high, <laughs> pretty high praise. Did you watch the Saints game yeah. over the weekend? Yeah. Everybody watched it. That was fucking horrible. Everybody saw the pass interference that wasn't pass interference. Fuck, we had three holding calls that weren't fucking holding calls against us. Quit your bitching, you whiny little bitches. Fuck <laughs> you. You still had the ball. You still had a chance to win. There Play were defense, th- punk. That, I'll, Who the I'll, fuck? I'll give you that. I don't give a fuck. They missed a, they missed a call. Get the fuck out of here, you whiny little bitch. You hear uh, some lawyer uh, is suing Roger Goodell for him because there's like some article in the bylaws that he can change a ruling. Yeah, I saw somebody say something to me. He could he could call for a redo. Give me a fucking yeah. break. Who's gonna call for a redo? He doesn't have to call for redo. He can just say, uh, "Nope, that was bad," and he can just change the outcome. Just every nope. time the Seahawks play a game and there's a bad call like this, people will go, "Oh, here come the Seahawks fans again." But we've been here like it's over. You lost. Yeah. The coach was the coach was complaining the whole rest of the game. Maybe if the coach concentrated on the fucking game instead of that one call, they would have won. You whiny little bitches. They did look horrible in overtime when they got. I mean, they had the ball first. They should have. They should have won that you game. You had a chance. Yeah, to win the game. You mean like when the coin was tossed for the Chiefs and the Patriots, and uh, Tom Brady was like, "We want the ball. We want the ball." <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one was over when they. Were- when they won the toss. I called both those games. I called the winners to both those games. I said they're both going to be close games. And uh, I called the, both the winners. They were both away teams. Hasn't It's never happened before. I should have parlayed a bet on fucking Vegas. Yeah, on that. Hell yeah, you should have. Although, I mean, people were calling it, saying that it was going to be the Rams and the Patriots in the Super Bowl most of the year. And yeah, but when it comes down to away games for the yeah. for the division champion, championships, that's... And I can honestly say this is one Super Bowl I really don't give a shit about <laughs> watching. I'll, I'll watch it. I've, I've said that in the past, that it was a game I didn't give a shit about, and I ended up watching it. And they're typically, I mean, they're usually good games anyways, but it'll be interesting because it's a, one of the best defenses against one of the best offenses. I mean, they're both, they're both good offenses. Well, yeah. But the... I mean, Tom the Brady's Rams, gonna get touched this game. Yes, yes, he is. He might even get stepped on because <laughs> Sue is playing. Hopefully, they don't touch his shoulder pad. Because if they touch his shoulder pad, then it's roughing the passer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna get back into the music with uh, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, and this is Devil May Care right here on the Family Meeting on NBCZRadio.com. You lost your job and your life is a mess. The devil may care, but I couldn't care less.
Welcome back to the family meeting. That was Sarah Shook and the Disarmers with Devil May Care. That does it for our show this evening. How can people get at you during the week, Krista? I'm on Twitter at Krista Curtis One. John Curtis 316. And mine is Jason Curtis 925. This, I, I know my I, my phone is listening to me when I talk because I'll be talking about certain people, certain musicians, and shit will just show up on my Facebook page. And these guys showed up on my Facebook page because uh, there's some local guys in it that I play on one of my other shows. This is brand new Roxanne featuring Doug Pinnock and George Lynch. This is Go Fuck Yourself, and it's right here on the Family Meeting on NWCZRadio.com. 